0: You're listening to Soul Talk for Black Folks podcast with your hosts, licensed marriage and family therapists, wives, mothers, and soul sisters, Latoya Chiton and Sarah Harris. Each episode, these ladies bring you empowering and uplifting messages focused
1: on helping you improve relationships with yourself and others while destigmatizing mental health in the black community. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking mental health treatment. Now grab some coffee or a cup of tea and get comfortable. Less Soul Talk.
2: This is episode eight, Soul Talk with Tamara Mitchell-Davis, author and entrepreneur.
0: Welcome, everybody. In today's episode, we are excited to speak with Tamara Mitchell-Davis. She is an award-winning and best-selling author, speaker, entrepreneur, and the mastermind behind the CEO Wife, an empowerment company that teaches other wives and moms how to turn their stories into the success that creates fuller, richer lives for themselves and their families. And I am actually one of those wives and moms. (laughs) I got an opportunity to work with Tamara last year on a book collaboration project. And our book is called Bless Not Broken, Volume 2. So today we're going to learn about the struggles that many folks experience when writing and publishing a book, some of the common reasons why many people never finish and publish their writing, (laughs) as well as different ways that you can grow your brand and market yourselves as an aspiring author. So stick around. You do not want to miss all that we're going to discuss in this episode of Soul Talk for Black Books.
1: Yes. All right. Welcome, Tamara. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
2: Oh, you're welcome. It is our honor. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do?
1: Sure. So, um, as Latoya shared, I am a wife, a mom, entrepreneur, entrepreneur, actually, um, and the mastermind behind the CEO wife. So, I do teach women how to write and publish their stories, monetize their message. That's the business side. Um, I also Um, uh, have a career in education. I've been in the educational realm for over 15 years. I'm an adjunct at one of our local community colleges. And I also have my full time in our K through 12 district as an administrator. So my hands are full. And the plate is full too.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm laughing to myself here because I'm like, how many hours in the day do you get? Because it's right. more than me. <laughs> no, it's the same. It's the same. I, I guarantee you oh. it's the same
1: 24 hours. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's very inspiring. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm.
0: you. Yeah. And so my first question for you, Tamara, is yes. why is it so important for us to have more successful Black authors in, in the Black community?
1: So I'm going to share during this time based on my own experience. Um, And so when I started out with deciding, thinking, wanting to write my own story and and publish a book, I really didn't have any models. Um, And so coming up in school, it was you go to the library, you pull books off the shelf, and there was no way for me to see that this was possible. Um, And so the stories I read in school, again, there were authors that were far fetched from my own community and so it wasn't until adulthood that I was able to see okay well some of us are out here moving and shaking and we're authors and you know it, it's something that can be realized and so once I published my own story uh, my own book rather um, I then started working with other women and getting their stories published and told. Um, again not seeing it being done sometimes can be um, a little fretful, not sure how to move in that space, um, what it takes, and that's usually the questions um or the wonderings that I get. Like, how do I begin? Where do I start? Is this possible? And so for me to finally realize a dream after ten years, then, you know it was it was my calling, I want to say, my assignment to help other women do the same.
0: Yes, it's so needed. You know, I've been seeing a lot of hashtags um, that say representation is important. Representation is everything. Um, And I remember growing up as a kid, too, and not seeing very many people doing what I wanted to do, what I was aspiring to do um, that looked like me. Mm -hmm. So I'm so happy that you you've brought your vision and uh, into the community and you've been able to connect with so many people and and help them to grow into who they wanted to be.
1: Yeah. Awesome. And it's, it's been, it's been a fulfilling uh, ride thus far. Um, again, speaking with women and just not sure how to begin and then to see that dream um, turn into reality, you know, even just starting out with writing, just when you start getting that motivation and you start building that writing muscle, it's like, oh, I didn't know this world exists. Yes, it mm-hmm. does. Just keep going. Just keep going. Keep writing. Um, so it's definitely fulfilling for me as well, working with the women.
2: And I think you're, an, you're answering my next question, which is what brought you into the world of authorship? Was there yeah. any specific um, incident or story that you might have related to that?
1: Yes, um, I share this a lot. Um, and I actually uh, teared up when my, I had to pivot to a virtual summit last year due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we started the summit, I shared where my inspiration of writing came from. Um, My cousin passed away unexpectedly. I know it was her desire and dream to write and publish her story. Um, We both were writing around the same time. But, you know, with writing, it's the start and stop and you never finish. Mm. And so when she passed away unexpectedly, um, of course, my thoughts went into overdrive, like dreams unfulfilled. Did she Mm. do what she wanted to do? And so that was the fuel for me to finally make this a reality. Um, And so that's why I said, initially, it was 10 years for me stopping and starting, just not sure what to do. And then Mm -hmm. when that happened, it was like, okay, now is the time. And once I published, it wasn't as difficult as I thought it would be. Um, Mm -hmm. Again, not having someone close to me or in my community that I could tap and say, hey, can you help Mm -hmm. me? Or how do you do this? Um, I think just prolonged it, the process. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, timing is everything. So I guess it was supposed to happen when it was supposed to happen. So that's where my inspiration came from, um, my cousin.
2: Yes. Yeah. You know, earlier on, just a few minutes ago, you shared about feeling called to do this.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I think that's how the Holy Spirit speaks to people, these incidences that happen. And then it connects to your mind and say, oh, this is it. This is what I need to do.
1: Yeah. And and just to go on the calling piece, like I, for me, I didn't even know that I would end up in this space like this with working with other women. It initially was... Just a, a dream, a desire to write and publish. Mm-hmm. Like to have that, you know, notch on your belt, to have that title or, um, you know, the status quo, if you will, it wasn't what I'm doing now, to say the least. So it's like, right. yeah. once it was done and I saw the need, then that's when the assignment came because hmm. it's like, okay, what am I going to do? You know, how do I move forward in this space? And, and it was just starting and taking it one day at a time, one step at a time and then seeing the fruits of the labor. Because initially when you start out, you don't know what the outcome is. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you see on the other side that this is possible and the lives that are being changed because of it, it makes it that much greater.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, you were talking about the, um, the fact that you started and stopped and started and stopped. I know that um, it can be really hard for people to actually finish their books. So, can you share some of the top reasons that you've heard people say that they that they never get their books completed and published?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I think it's pretty common, right? So, why we don't, you know, finish the books we start? Why we don't start the businesses that we desire? Why, why, why? I think it stems from the fear, the doubt, um, the frustration, and just life happening. Um, As a mom and Mm -hmm. wife myself, we're pulled in so many different directions. You're wearing many hats. You're career, career woman from nine to five, then you come home and you're trying to figure everything out, everything else out. So I think it, it's a part of um, trying to manage it all. It's the fear mm-hmm. of, you know, being judged depending on the story that you share. And then it's also the doubt, you know, thinking, can I do this? Do I have the capacity or the ability to do this and see it to the end? So it's a mix of it all. Um, and I'm just here to say it is possible. Um, not only myself. I mean, Latoya is here. She said she was a part mm-hmm. of the collaboration. I mean, it is mm-hmm. possible. Once you make up in your mind that this is something that you want to do and you have the right supports in place, then I, I think it's it's just no stopping you because you you're in position to do what you set out to do.
0: So true. So true.
1: Yeah. So now I have a question for Latoya. ma'am. Were you were you stopping and starting before um, our paths crossed like what was your journey of writing like before we connected?
0: Yeah you know what I actually have been um, writing a lot of short stories and things like that when I was younger so like in high school I wrote so many books that were like chapters and chapters long and I used to sit on the phone and read them to my girlfriends Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and then so I always knew that I had it in me and I had a feeling that there was a book in me Mm -hmm. you know I had I felt the calling like I I felt like I needed to share my story so um I have started a lot of books Mm -hmm. have not finished most of them but Last year, I was able to, to complete my, it was a chapter, my chapter mm-hmm, in the book mm-hmm. and uh, officially putting me as a, um, as a published author and inspiring me, putting some fire behind me to go ahead and, and get some more books out there. So coming soon, more yes. books from LaToya. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw that in there, right? Yeah,
1: shameless plug. <laughs> Be on the lookout. <laughs> yes, y'all will know. That's awesome, yeah, that's awesome.
2: I hear you all talking about some of the traps that aspiring um, authors encounter. What are some of the feelings, Tamara, that they experience along their journey?
1: Um, I think it goes back to, is this possible? Is this real? Um, Some of the questions that might come up, um, you know, what's next? Because you have the story that you now share, but then what's next? Mm -hmm. Um, And again, I go back to my own experience. For me, it was just publishing the book. And then a whole new world opened and it's like, okay, so here's the next. Oh, and there's another next and the next, next, next. So um, I think that's part of the journey. Some people say they get bit by the writing bug once they publish that first book, because now (laughs) it's just in you. You want to write, you want to tell, you want to share your story with others. Um, So I think that just comes with the territory.
2: And you mentioned earlier on that once it was published, you realize it wasn't as hard as you thought it was.
1: Yeah, it wasn't. (laughs) So once you put out your first writing, you're like, hey,
2: I can do this again.
1: Yeah, because, and and what I found also is that sometimes we are thinking so far ahead, right? Mm -hmm. We're thinking about publishing and marketing and all these other aspects of bringing the book to the marketplace that we don't focus on what we need to do right now. And so right now, the focus should be on writing if you Mm -hmm. haven't finished and then worry about the things later on. But instead, it's like, what's the saying? You put the for the, ho- for the cart before the cart horse before or something? the horse, mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. and it's like you're, you're worried about something <laughs> that comes later on down the road, which can be overwhelming and frustrating and reasons why we stop rather mm-hmm. than focusing yeah. on what I need to do right now. And then once you finish the right now, then you go to your next.
2: Right, right. That is essential. And I am so guilty of what you just said. (laughs) I had a coach tell me just focus on what's right in front of you. Don't worry about all of that right now. Yes, right now.
1: Yeah. And that's where we get tricked, because we're so far ahead. And usually, I'll ask that question, like, or or women will say, I want to know how to publish a book. And I'm like, well, do you have anything written? Like, do you have a finished manuscript? Has it been edited? Oh, no. Well, then that's what we should focus on right now, because the publishing part (laughs) comes after so, yeah, yeah. it happened. Yeah. <laughs> step yeah. so step. Exactly.
0: And, you know, what I'm hearing you say is be mindful, stay present, be mm-hmm. in the moment and stop being worried about what's going to come in the future.
1: Yes. Which is hard. That's yeah. hard to do. Yeah. It, it is hard. hard mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what your writing process looks like, like where you get your ideas. How do you prepare yourself each day? How long does it usually take maybe t- for you to write a book?
1: Sure. Well, the first book, as I've shared, took years to get it out. (laughs) Um, The second one thereafter took about six months. Um, And again, it's just me juggling everything on my plate. Um, My process usually comes from like a download. Like I'll have this idea um, about a particular area or what's going on around me, within me. um, And then I'll start like testing or putting information out there. So whether it's to my peers or whether social media, just to see if it's um, a hot topic, like to pique the curiosity. Mm-hmm. And then from there is when I start writing. And so my process is, um, I usually, <laughs> everyone knows I love Starbucks. So I usually <laughs> at one point in time, I used to, you know, go to Starbucks and that will be my, my, my space to write um, or in the evening um, and just, you know, have that be my nightcap. I'll just dump mm-hmm. and download everything that I want to share about that particular topic. Um, What helps me also is structure. Um, So usually when I have an idea, I'll think about everything that I want to share about that particular idea. And then I just chunk it like one day I'll Mm. pull from this area. I'll write specific to this area. Um, Mm. The next day I may pull from somewhere else and write that, you know, write and complete that portion of it. Um, So for me, that's just how I flow because it's, it helps for me to be structured um, and realizing mm-hmm. that I can always organize later, but I definitely need to get the words on paper in order to organize later. Um, mm-hmm. So I create my outline, I pull in from you know pull topics from my outline, I write to my outline, and then I just organize it later. Send it off to the editor, let her polish it up, and do what she needs <laughs> to do, and then we just proceed to the next step. Nice,
0: nice, very thorough process, right? Yeah. <laughs> And she it makes sounds it like sound so easy. Yeah. I was going to say, it sounds like a very well-rounded approach, too, because you're kind of coming at it from all the different angles and creating the finished project.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's how with, with the anthology project um, is usually an idea. Um, but knowing that once you go through editing, the the information can take a different shape because you have multiple voices instead of one, you know, one voice or one common um, message. And so Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. Like everyone, they write, you know, specific to that theme of the book or the topic or message of the book. But understanding that once you go through editing, you massage it a little bit. And then from there, we land on what our next step is. But you got to have the information on paper in order to get to the next step. So that Mm -hmm.
2: I have a quick add on question here. Say everything on paper.
1: Do you Mm -hmm. do it old school on literal paper or are you electronic? Oh, no, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That would that would be double the work, um, because Mm -hmm. when you write it on paper, you eventually have to put it on a a laptop or, you know, some type of um, what do you call it? Um, Like a computer, you have to put it Mm -hmm. there, Um, because when you get to the editing phase, you want to send your manuscript electronically. Like gone are the days where you send Mm -hmm. a manuscript through the mail to get to (laughs) your editor or whomever else. So um, definitely type it out. Um, and that way, again, you can massage it as you go along, you can tweak hmm. and refine it as needed, but you already have it on paper. And when I say on paper, I meant the computer, not right. the standard eight by 11. Size <laughs> <paper>. No, right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that though. Because again, I get, I get um, inbox messages. Like I have journals all over the place and I have papers and sticky notes. And I'm like, okay, well, first, let's organize what you have there. <laughs> exactly. Put it on your laptop, right? Put it in a Microsoft Word document or a Google Doc, and then we can talk. So yes. thank you for clarifying. Yes.
2: <laughs> so what are you currently working on now?
1: So currently, um, well, we just concluded our pen to profit conference. Um, we had a two day writers conference here in Connecticut, um, mm-hmm. two days of learning, networking, um, fun. The women are still buzzing about it. Um, and then we had a gala, which was like the grand finale of the conference. It was an all black affair. It was beautiful, um, to say the least. So that was my plug. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. yes. so currently, um, we're working on our third anthology project. Now we have 11 women on the project. Um, right now, we're in the editing phase, and we are. Our it is our plan. Let me just put that in the atmosphere. It's our plan to publish by the summer twenty twenty one. So that's what's currently in progress.
2: Yes, in a few months.
1: Yes. All and right. It will be released. Yeah. That yes. is
0: so <laughs> exciting. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm happy to be a part of the um, the group. We're all still connected, all of yes. the ladies, and it's really nice what a great thing that comes from from putting together a collaboration project like this oh you know? yeah
1: and that, and that's something that I encourage like create relationships with mm-hmm. the project you know because you can still build i believe that you can mm-hmm. build more with more and so when you you know have the the convening of women um and form that that kind of sisterhood like not only is it is it good to bond but you can collaborate on business things mm-hmm. and just be a support for one another in the spaces that you are in so um, I, I'm definitely pleased with how things have turned out thus far. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, good stuff. So, what kinds of advice would you give people who want to become published authors?
1: Um, let's see, the advice I would give. So I would say um start because a lot of times we are in our heads thinking, can I do it? Should I do it, do it, mm-hmm. you know? And we further procrastinate and push things to the side, like, oh, at a later time, when the kids get older, when this Mm -hmm. happens, when I hit the power ball, like whatever the case (laughs) may be. Um, But I would say start. Like, if you have the desire to write, then just start small. Put, you know, your topic down and then come up, my process, come up with everything you want to talk about specific to that topic and just do a brain dump, like brainstorm any and everything. Don't judge yourself with, you know, while you're doing it, don't try and edit as you write, Mm -hmm. Um, but just do that brain dump and get the information out. And then you can look to see what are some common themes or common um, topics that you're covering and what you're sharing, and then just start Mm -hmm. writing from there. But you have to just start Um, and just know that everyone starts from somewhere. Like we all didn't just wake up as published authors. It's a process with everyone. So just allow yourself that grace to know that this is a process. It's not overnight. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we've heard before, oh, I've wrote, you know, written a book in 24 hours or a weekend or 30 Mm -hmm. days, um, what have you. And that could be the case. Um, It it could be your case, too. Um, But Mm -hmm. just know it is a process. So just start where you are, because while you're starting and then taking the next step, eventually you'll hit your goal. Mm-hmm. But you can't hit your goal if you're not starting, if you haven't started or you have stopped completely.
0: Yeah. So that first step is the most important step. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then make sure that you're in spaces that can feed what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, have that That's support. Good. Build the If you don't have the support, then build the support, mm-hmm. meaning you start convening spaces that you need to support what you're doing.
2: hmm. I like that. I like that can you say that last part again? I think it's really powerful.
1: Yeah. So if, (laughs) if the support isn't there for you, then you Mm -hmm. create the space that you need to support what you're doing. Right. So you, you help to cultivate what that looks like for you. If you're interested in writing a book, then perhaps put it out there. Like I'm, I'm working on a book right now. I need, you know, accountability and see who, you know, raise their hand or show up for you. And then you start cultivating those kinds of relationships and spaces that will feed you as you are also feeding and serving others in the same capacity.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Being able to just <laughs> connect with others. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's also putting yourself in those spaces around people who are doing what you're doing, and uh, who might be even doing it better than you are doing.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and we've heard before, like the su- success. What is it? Success leaves clues. Right, and so it, the table. We've heard this before too. If the table, if you're not invited to the table, then create your own table. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. I mean, it, it's applicable. Mm-hmm. Writing the book, the business, the spaces that we're in—it's all right. applicable. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. And when you feel called to do something, you're going to step forward boldly and do it, even though you feel that fear in your heart. You're still going to push through and do it.
1: Yeah. And it, guess what? Even if you, even if you're afraid. And you don't do it, eventually you'll still find yourself being tugged, pulled, uh-huh. what have you. You'll yes. still end up where you're supposed to be it just takes <laughs> yes. longer to get there, but it won't just leave you. Like it's not going to just right. <laughs> say, walk away, throw up your hands and walk away. No, eventually you'll still find that it keeps resurfacing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Five years from now, it still will be pulling at your heart. So oh, you yeah. might as well just start now.
1: Absolutely. Now you can say that again. <laughs> 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 it's so true. And
2: then what happens is just time is going by.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. And five
2: years later, you're like, shoot, I should have just started. <laughs> five yep. years and ago.
1: The, yes. And then what happens? We start regretting where we are now. Oh, if I did mm-hmm. it 10 years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, I would be so you know much further along or yeah. So why, why go through all of that? Yeah. I mean, I've done yes. it. It happened with me. I'm not exempt. So I'm just speaking from experience. So yes. Start, Yeah.
0: I'd say that probably people do that in every area. Um, You know, everyone probably has an area of their life where they struggle with taking that next step, moving up to that next level because of the unknown.
1: Right. Yep. And so when you ask that question, what prevents people sometimes from publishing or finishing? It's Mm -hmm. the fear of the unknown. That's another one, fear of the unknown. You don't know what Mm -hmm. to expect. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. don't know.
2: Yes. And so many times it's this It's perceived fear. It's not real fear, Mm -hmm. right? It's not real danger. That's what I mean. It's not real danger. It's just perceived danger.
1: Mm -hmm. Because you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Yeah. (laughs) So so we've been talking about that
2: step one and then move into other steps later on, Mm -hmm. right? Whether it is year one, I'm thinking about this right now and five years down the road, what is it going to look like? So let's go back to your first book for a quick second. Mm -hmm. How has your writing process changed since you wrote your first book?
1: I can't say that it's changed. I would say that it's more refined. Mm -hmm. Um, Because as you do anything, you learn as you go. And so for me, I've learned different strategies, you know, along the way that can just help my process uh, better if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's, it's like a drastic difference. And um, what was done with the first book versus now, I mean, thinking about technology, like everything has evolved. And so it's not that the process has changed, but that just things or tools that we use have changed. And so you just go with the flow, you, you know, figure out what works best for you and what you're doing, and you just move forward in that area. So I don't, my process hasn't changed. I think Mm. the way what I use may change, like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah, the tools Mm -hmm. that we use, technology, like now we we sit up on Zoom and we do, you know, interviews and can do book launches, whereas before you were always in person. So I think Mm -hmm. it's just, changing with the times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But the framework is still the same.
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially like you were mentioning with the pandemic that, uh, you know, that kind of added on an additional uh, thing that you had to adjust to and adapt to and you've done it.
1: So yeah, I think we, all have. we all have, yeah. I mean, that level of creativity, that surface. And again, speaking, I have to speak for myself. I didn't <laughs> think I had a creative bone in my body. But when it came <laughs> down to it, it's like you had to get creative. All right, yes. we're doing summits on Zoom, we're doing book releases on Zoom, we're doing yeah. interviews on mm-hmm. Zoom, um, mm-hmm. or just in the virtual space altogether. You had to get creative, so it was sink or swim.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> good. So, what's one thing that you wish you would have known before you began your career?
1: I think um, that it wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. Mm, that would be mm-hmm. it, yeah. And just believe. If I, I think if my belief was stronger, um, and so se- like that self belief, thinking mm-hmm. or believing that I could do it, um, I think that that would be the difference. Maybe it would have would have happened in less than ten years, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think that was that was it. It's just, yeah, it's not as hard as we might think it is.
0: Yeah, those limiting beliefs. I know, I think we've, we've actually done a, um, a podcast episode where we talked about limiting beliefs and how much that can hold us back.
2: One of the things that you're really good at is just defining your brand. Like whenever I see the CEO wife there and that same nice. font and the image and everything, I know who I'm, who I'm talking to or who I'm thinking about. So do you have any tips for us on how you can grow your brand or make, make your brand more defined?
1: Um, I didn't know that. Are we friends on Facebook, Sarah? (laughs) Where have I seen you somewhere? Oh, I'm like no. (laughs) That's good to know. Um,
2: we're probably in a lot of Facebook groups.
1: Maybe, yeah, maybe. I um, I think it's just um, showing up, like being consistent in how you show up, um, and the spaces that you show up, and the message that you're sharing when you show up. Um, because you know, if I, the CEO wife could mean different things, right? And so mm-hmm. um, I think it's the message um, and the consistency. Like if I'm in the space of you know helping women with with um, publishing their stories and monetizing their message, then that should be a consistent message wherever I am, right? Whether okay. it's sprinkling with anything, anything else, that should mm-hmm. be the common core or the anchor of the message. Um, Mm -hmm. so one week I'm not showing up and I'm doing eyelashes and another week I'm showing up and I'm selling dinners and another week I'm showing (laughs) up and I'm doing something else. Uh So I think it's that level of consistency because Mm -hmm. that gives you the brand identity. As you said, when I see, you know, the specific words or the letters, Mm -hmm. or when I hear this, I think of you. And I think that's what it is. You have to do things where you are, um, remembered, remembered. Um, mm-hmm. And that could be the voice, that could be the style, that could be through visual, through pictures, um, but it's also being consistent and visible in the spaces where your audience is. Yeah, That's
2: very helpful, the consistency.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And I think in a world of social media, it's at the beginning, you're probably not going to get a lot of positive, you know, engagement and likes and all of that stuff, but it's still mm-hmm. being consistent and staying true to what your vision is for, yeah. for your brand.
1: Yes, and not getting discouraged when you put mm-hmm. things out and you don't get the likes or you don't get the numbers. Yeah. It's I I say even to you know today is quality over quantity, but mm-hmm. um you know just being consistent and being visible, mm-hmm. like just showing up, just showing up. Um, for me, going live, you know, especially on social media, was like going live. Oh my goodness, what am I going to talk about? Um, <laughs> but there's still that personality. Like there is yeah. a person behind the brand. And so how are you connecting and engaging with your audience so that they not only understand the brand, but they also understand and and know the person behind the brand. And Mm -hmm. so it's also, you know, sharing out that that quirky side or Mm -hmm. the fun side so that Mm -hmm. they can get familiar with your personality. Right, right.
2: And it's okay if you feel a little embarrassed afterwards.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, or, the, or a little nervous, like, uh, right. I don't know.
2: <laughs> because at the end of the day, we're all human. That's how I yeah. see it. Yes. So we're just here to help others, to love others, and just to connect.
1: Yes. And we all make mistakes. You know, um, everything isn't always polished. You mm-hmm. may slip up sometimes and, and say the wrong word or use, you know, it happens. Um, and I think that's where some of the pressure um, is relieved, understanding that we're all human, like everyone mm-hmm. makes mistakes. And, and sometimes that's another reason why um, there may be some pause with moving out as a published author or in the business is because mm-hmm. the illusion of perfection. You always want to mm-hmm. appear perfect and everything is perfect. Like I was doing my hair this morning and I couldn't get this side to, you know, do this side, I just took the whole thing and put it over like to the other side. That's not the normal way I wear my hair, but I'm like, yes. you know, I'm going to stand here in this mirror and try and fix this, fix this for mm-hmm. an hour and be late uh-huh. for work or I'm just going to mm-hmm. roll with it. Like- right. Yeah. Gotta roll and, with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I know
0: I know our listeners can't see you right now, but well, let me tell you guys, her hair is fly. Oh, so see you wh- wh- you, thank you, thank you. starting to <laughs> trend.
1: Thank you. Well, maybe that's the that's the cute side. Maybe I need to turn it back. Yeah. So what my, what is uh-huh. go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say my daughter had said to me, uh she's 16, she was like, Ma, what is wrong with your hair? <laughs> <laughs> So that's yeah. why I was like, oh, maybe it didn't work today. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel like teenagers
0: just say stuff like that anyway. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. If they, my, one of my kids said I'm cringy today.
1: Oh, <laughs> cringy, cringy.
0: <laughs> so Samara, one of the things that you talked about just a moment ago was mm-hmm. uh, what it's like to, to put yourself out there, right? Putting your brand out there. Can you share a few of the marketing strategies that you've you've noticed have helped um, to grow your business audience? Mm -hmm. And why have they helped?
1: Yeah, so I think it goes back to um, visibility and consistency, Um, Mm -hmm. like those two hand in hand. Um, But the strategies that has helped me with um, building the community that I have, the writer's community, I think is that level of engagement and connection. Um, To be personable, to just be you, to Mm -hmm. show up as you, and to have a a consistent message on what you do. Um, So it's the community side, it's my emails, you know, always growing my email list. Um, Just be again, being visible, having that connection, being consistent, I think has helped um, in regard to marketing strategies, And then of course, utilizing social media, Um, you know, because you hear different stories about social media and you know, mm-hmm. the how it is or it's negative in some instances. No, you can create that positive atmosphere that you desire. Mm-hmm. And if it's in a space right. that that's not conducive to what you want, then remove yourself from it. It's that yeah. simple. Mm-hmm. So you kind of drive what you experience on social media. And so that has helped me because for the most part, I keep my area clean, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will, keep it positive. Um, and that's, you know, the spaces that I also venture into, because that's what I want to feed me. And I mm-hmm. also want to feed others when you scroll and look through it. So I would say social media, my email list, growing my community, having that um, level of engagement, connection, mm-hmm. showing up, being authentic, and um, just just being being there, being visible.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm I'm in uh, a part of one of Tamara's groups. That's a, um, a writers community, and I appreciate that. Not only is the community, or the community members very engaged, but Tamara's on there putting up videos. Um, it, it's definitely a priority for her to engage her audience, and I really appreciate that. Uh, and I think it really, like you said, it really helps with the marketing aspect.
1: Yeah, and I and I think prior to even the conference. Um, And this was, this was like a, a, you know, driving it home for me. Prior to the conference, we were all on virtual. We had never met, you know, in Mm -hmm. person. It was all social media, all virtual. But then when we met in person, it's like we had known each other for so long. (laughs) It was like, oh, hey, all you had to do, all you had to hear was the voice. It was like, oh, that's (laughs) so-so. We connected that way on social media. So I think it just lends to another layer of a way to connect and engage
2: so yes yeah and the collaboration
1: yes right which
2: is so beautiful Mm -hmm. so they say collaboration is the new currency Mm -hmm. what what has your experience been working with multiple black female writers for your book collaboration projects
1: let's see um there's nothing wood here but I want to knock on wood um for the most part it has been a great experience um Mm -hmm. for the most part um, I've had women a part of the collaboration, Latoya even shared this too, like the her, her group of women who, um, you know, were a part of the project, they still connect. Um, and I remove myself from like, I want them to gel together. And so I'm not always in the mix of what they talk about. And, mm-hmm. you know, what they do, because, again, I want them to gel together and get to know one another without me being present. Mm-hmm. Um, so for mm-hmm. the most part, it has been a great experience, not only with the book collaborations, but also in the community and even some other collaborations outside. Um, again, you you get more, you do more with more. And so I do believe mm-hmm. that collaboration, as you stated, is the new currency. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you hear the buzzword, super friends like you have super mm-hmm. friends that you've created this bond and relationship with that you can support each other in different, different spaces. Hmm. Um, and so that's the beauty of it as well. Mm
2: -hmm. And with these book collaborations, they're not just for therapists. Is that right?
1: No, they're not. Okay. (laughs) Just to no, clear. It's, so, no it's, it's just it's a particular topic that we cover, um, and I put communications out there to see who's interested. Based on their story, determines that they are part of the project, and then once that's solidified, then we move forward with um, the writing process, a writing a schedule of what the project will be. You know, going mm. towards the publish, becoming published authors by a particular time. So, mm. yeah, yeah, it's yes. not just therapists, right? Okay, yeah. wonderful. <laughs>
0: Yeah. You know, the, the interesting thing about it also, um, Tamara picked us all and then we all ended up in this group and we got on the line together. And it was amazing, the bond that we instantly had um, just because of the common thread that led through that ran through all of our stories. Yeah. So um, it was great. The collaboration, the the connecting was great. And I've made some lifelong friends through it. So. Oh,
1: yeah. It, it and I, I said that I said that from the beginning, like you ladies will be connected um, if not at the hit, at least through your story, <laughs> Yeah, book, you said that. um, you'll be connected. And so that's the case books outlive us. So yeah, um, it will exist even when we're no longer here. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Well Tamara, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for joining us today and telling us all your your expert advice from your perspective yes. on all the, the experiences <laughs> you have had with an author as uh, being an author and an entrepreneur. Um, so if our listeners want to contact you, how to they, how do they get a hold of you to learn more about your services?
1: Absolutely. So my website is www.theceowife.com. Um, on Facebook, the CEO wife, Instagram, the CEO wife, eight, six, zero, eight, six, zero, eight, six, zero, zero is the area code, um, okay. but the CEO wife that was taken. So I had to add something to it to at least keep the CEO wife in there. Um, mm-hmm. But you can find me on, in those places, Facebook, Instagram, and also the website. And if you're an aspiring author, definitely join the Writers Community, which is also on Facebook. So
0: um,
1: thank you, LaToya and Sarah, for having me. It's been a pleasure being here with you both. Um, and I've enjoyed it.
2: Yes, you're welcome. We've enjoyed it, too. It was so much good information.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
2: Well, folks, thanks for listening. You can connect with us at soultalkforblackfolks.com or our Facebook community at Soul Soul Talk for Black Folks. If you feel like your soul got fed in today's episode, we would love if you will subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Until next time, this has been your soul sisters, Latoya and Sarah.